0: And what I'd like to do, if you don't mind, is just share a few slides to walk through how we're looking at the capabilities of data from the source to to present a very uh, personalized experience, if you will, that allows us to truly achieve the uh, goal of technology and service of humans. You know, that's one thing that we've always been uh, focused on at ServiceNow, where I am CTO for the global governments. But... We, we talk about in our everyday lives, this ability to have a very powerful, smart device that sent, we center our life around. I run my whole life on this device here, and I put a lot of thought into, and our company has put a lot of thought into, what makes this device so super popular with people to the point where many people will sleep overnight on the street to get the next version of this device to help them. In their daily lives and and the reason is is it hyper personalizes the experience you can configure this device to provide information in a multitude of different areas that you operate within your life and have it exactly the way you want it you can interact by voice by keyboard you can have unique applications which allow you to take actions within various parts whether it's emails or it's looking at the weather it's checking stocks or whatever And then there are common capabilities that enhance each of the applications which provide those capabilities that are native to the platform, such as geolocation or the ability to have uh, mapping, et cetera. And that enhances the capability of all of the applications. However, the limitation is is the applications don't share data. So we actually have an, an opportunity now to provide an even better personal experience for our folks within our agencies by looking at source data from the systems of record that our agencies have already invested in, normalizing that data into a common platform that allows us to run artificial intelligence to present this hyper-personalized experience at work, much the way that we have it in our personal lives. And we do that much in the same architectural uh, sphere as as our uh, Personal devices uh, provide for us in our personal lives. The access layer is very similar. People want to communicate the way that they are comfortable with, whether that's a a handheld device or a laptop or, or whatever it may be. And in many cases, when people have to go into the office and use an actual desktop because of security concerns, that experience can still be the same through that medium as well. And then what makes that different is the system of action. That's the integration of the data from the systems of record that allow us to have this intuitive workflow-based interaction through applications that are really easy to use. They're simple and intuitive because they they follow a logical workflow. What makes this different is we're able to provide through this normalized uh, data within the data repository, within the platform, contextual data around whatever decision or whatever action point in a process the person is trying to make. And depending on the role and their responsibilities, that could be a major decision. It could be just taking an action or approving um, some sort of a decision. All of that's based on common capabilities within the systems of record that agencies have already invested in. So everyone has, you know, customer relations systems and human resource systems and financial management systems, et cetera. And many have an ERP database that runs the financials that kind of underpin all of that. The challenge is the data. We've always said, hey, it's all about the data, right? And it really is. Being able to normalize data so that we can start to apply intelligent technologies to that to enhance human decision-making is really the challenge that we have before us today. Because in each of these departments within agencies, there are very richly developed systems of record that have unique data structures. So the challenge becomes when you're providing a, a service which crosses the functional areas of an agency in order to provide a service to the citizens or another agency or to, or to conduct business within that agency by the employees, That cross-functional process today is very manual. And because of that, the human becomes the data miner, the data aggregator, and the presentation layer becomes very static and a snapshot in time instead of live data. So all of those things we've known about for several years, right? And how we've approached those has been in a very segmented fashion. So what we believe is really the way to go in the future is to have this very hyper-personalized experience that's supported by these very rich systems of record. And she doesn't want to advance here. Hang on a second. (laughs) This always happens when you go live, right? Absolutely. All right, let me try something else. Here we go. So when we talk about this type of a platform approach from a ServiceNow perspective, this is what it looks like. So you've got a multitude of different access layer capabilities. It's really up to the individual and the security requirements of the agency on how the accessibility is going to be provided. However, all of those are available and it makes for a much more personalized experience on the way people really wanna work. You know, Troy, one thing we really found during the pandemic and the, hybrid workforce experience of everyone working from home, what we've discovered from that is people really work in, in uh, very different ways, whether it be the time of day that they're comfortable working, the, the media that they like to consume, how they interact with technology. And we've we've been able to capture that and actually take advantage of that to provide these multitude of choices of how you can interact with the technology. Then, when you look at that on top of these very well-structured workflows that come out of the box with best of breed uh, capabilities to deliver services in those functional areas that are fully configurable for the unique requirements of the particular agency or division within an agency so that they can be customized on platform. And why that's important is because that maintains the whole security and accreditation. It maintains the same data, uh, tech, uh, taxonomy and it, and it maintains the application logic so that everything still works and flows the same way, but you can have this unique workflow that re- represents how your agency or how your department actually gets something done. And then that resides on this very rich suite of capabilities. Like I s- said before, in, in the native capabilities of the smart device that we carry around with us, the geolocation capabilities, the ability to have mapping, etc is also available to the applications on the platform. That takes advantage in addition to the systems of record data sources, which allow for us to mine those data to support each uh, functional area of a process only when it's required. So we have fresh information that supports each activity within a workflow. So for example, we understand uh, regardless of what the functional area may be within that database, which fields are actually required to support an activity in a workflow in the platform. And then at the appropriate time of that workflow, we mine that data and pull that information from the system of record. Therefore, we have authoritative data that's being used to support decision making in service delivery across the platform. Now, this is a different approach than a point solution like we heard Dave talking about previously on a mission-specific technology that utilizes artificial intelligence in a data lake that supports one particular function. That's all well and good. But when you start talking about a cross-functional capability that delivers services required by mission within the agency or by the employees of the agency to conduct their business, now you're in a different ballgame. And traditionally, it's been swivel chair. You've had to know how, uh, which system has the data? How do you access that system? Do I have the permissions? What are my logons? How does this thing operate by the application logic? How do I mine the information I need? And then I have to collate that myself to, to make a decision or take an action. This approach really does all of that for the person, which is really cool. And it's being adopted wildly. So this is what it looks like in the government. So we have employees who access information this way, partners and different agencies, and then citizens who also have different personas. So we have the ability on the same platform to accommodate each of these different personas based upon the access and permissions. And what makes that sweet is it all goes back to the data, Troy, by having visibility and control over who has what access to which data depending on their role and their persona within the enterprise, we can customize that experience and start to hyper-personalize that for whichever person is utilizing the technology at that given time. And you can fence all that in, in addition to having actual auditable records in each activity on the platform. Now, that's a game changer because when I was in government, I spent a lot of time preparing for audits, right? So I was at NNSA and and of course we were audited very frequently and we spent a lot of time and money preparing for and then answering audits. Now we have record uh, chains throughout all of the applications that are utilizing the data from the systems of record and it makes everything really neat and a lot easier to uh, comply with. So really what we're providing is, is a building block approach to how we can start to manage services across our agency, between us and other agencies, and then to the citizens that we serve. There are a multitude of different out-of-the-box capabilities that I mentioned previously that are fully configurable, but they address specific capabilities that agencies are wrestling with how they do things today, and and they're accomplishing these tasks in very manual processes. I keep going back to the data, this is the data innovation workshop, and it really is all about the data. And Troy, that's what I've got for you today. I think this is a great opportunity for us to have this workshop and I appreciate FCW putting it on.
1: Great, thank you very much. And uh, your presentation is a good opportunity for me to remind people that if there, whenever the slides are cleared for release, and I assume those are, uh, we'll share them with the attendees afterwards because those were the, the the type of of charts that often lead people to be grabbing screenshots or scribbling furiously. So,
0: yeah, um, oh, that's that's fine. We can share those. Glad to.
1: Very good. And so one of the things I wanted to ask about in uh, in your presentation is how the you know the the platform solutions that you described you know help with with the existing data silos and especially with with government business systems that may not be as you know, as API friendly or, or inclined to interoperability as as some of the the software as a service solutions that the, you know the logos were scattered across those slides
0: well that's right and it really allows agencies to take advantage of the investments that they've made previously and apply a new application to that that modernizes the experience and takes advantage of uh, supervised machine learning uh, The robotic process automation capabilities that are now native out of the box for ServiceNow so that we can have this fully integrated environment without having to invest in a whole new data approach and and, uh, basically re-architecting the entire agency, which no one has the money or the time to do, right? Because it's really like... uh, you know, repairing or, or servicing an airplane in flight. You've got to be able to modernize while you're still conducting the mission of, of your agency. And that becomes very challenging. However, if we take this approach where we're applying this this uh, control tower of information or this this management layer to the legacy investments that agencies have made already, it changes the game and it hyper-personalizes the experience, which is what everybody's looking for, and you know, if we get to the aspirational ideal of applying this approach to technology, you get into this anticipatory government state, which is really where we can proffer uh, information to people based upon their role in anticipation of their need, because there may be a new capability or a program that's available that people don't even aren't even aware of, that because we understand their pro their profile data in context, we can then provide that to them. That's pretty exciting to me, Troy.
1: Absolutely. And how, um, you know, Mr. Markowitz was talking about sort of getting the, the culture change aspect. Are you finding that uh, that your government customers are, you know, are ready to think about um, sort of working in a, in a cross-system platform oriented way
0: like this? Or is there, is there a training and mindset uh, part of this effort? So like all things in government, it varies, right? So depending on the maturity of the agency and how far along they are in their transformation strategy. You know, Troy, I I read almost all of the strategic documents of the agencies and and I see a common thread, right? Everybody's trying to get to a commercial-like experience. Everyone wants AI. They want automation to help uh, comb through the seas of data that are being produced by the various systems within the agencies. And it's really difficult for them to do that. So my answer is, without a doubt, the CIOs, the, the, the chief data officers like Dave, those who are responsible for agency-wide service delivery are absolutely looking for this type of a solution. At execution, the people who actually have to deliver the capabilities, make those decisions, who work in those systems of record, and. It's, uh, they're, for all, they're all from Missouri, you know what I mean? It's like, show me, hey, if it works, if it makes my life better, I'm all in, but you gotta prove it.
1: Yeah, good. And, uh, you know, in those, uh, I try to stay on top of the strategic documents as, as well. And, um, and there's lots of good structure in there, but it also seems like, um, for me, it's hard to translate from those 50,000 foot goals to, um, to what agencies are doing. On the ground, if there's a particular um, sort of bottleneck or challenge that you're seeing your customers have, is um, you know, is there one that pops up again and again that you you think deserves more attention?
0: Yeah, I think it's always around security in, in one uh, one flavor or another. Uh, mm-hmm. Because when you talk about uh, um, combining data and aggregating data everybody's, you know, little spidey sense goes up within federal agencies and rightfully so, right? So that's why we're, we're really focused on visibility and control of, of who has access to the data and when and for what purpose. And with those auditable trails of who exactly does that through the, the platform, it actually creates a higher level of control or understanding what's going on in the environment than they would have previously. And I think that always um, while it may not be perceived as a bottleneck, it is a high con- le- uh, uh, area of concern, and I think it's justified.
1: Very good. And and on that point, the you know there's a big push across government to to move toward more zero trust principles right now, and I think most people would agree that you know that end state will be a a, a better thing. But do you think the push for zero trust helps accelerate the? Um, these data analysis efforts, or does it um, does it slow it down by adding some some important but um, but complicating factors to the mix?
0: I, I think we see a, a, a cautious move forward, perhaps not as fast as it would be if you weren't concerned about zero trust. However, technology has given us a capability to really uh, meet the intent of zero trust. Uh, Depending on the architecture of the agency, to greater or lesser degrees, right. So again, as I said, in all things in government, it depends, right. So it depends on the architecture, uh, the the level of security concern around the data associated with that agency's mission, of course, and in in some cases, it's really fast and simple because you can check the block almost by toggling different capabilities on a platform like ServiceNow, in other areas, you have to be very very careful about how you architect and who has access and how you um, make sure that you have multi-layered defense that that leads you to this zero trust uh, thumbs up. Yeah, that's good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it always changes. So you gotta have this agility, right? Which is another attribute of of a platform that normalizes data and has this common application logic is you can be very agile in responding to the changes in the technology and the policies that our uh, government officials have to deal with.
1: Very good. Well, Bob, we are going to leave it there, but I appreciate the presentation and lots of great information today. So
0: Bob Osborne, uh, thanks for being part of today's event. Thank you very much, Troy.